electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Friday morning and welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm David Faber with Jim Cramer, Carl Quintanilla, finishing a week off. Let's give you a look at uh, the futures this morning, of course, as we get ready for the final trading session of the week. You can see we are set up for what would be a lower open. And our roadmap does start right there, as you see it, uh, with those futures pointing to that lower open. But the Dow and S&P still on pace for what would be one of the best weeks since November of 2020. Incredible. Plus, President Biden and Chinese President Xi are set to speak this hour, and they will be discussing the ongoing Russia-Ukraine crisis, of course. Important phone call. GE CEO Larry Culp, he's taking a $10 million pay cut. That's in response to shareholder feedback. We're going to talk about about that that and the responsiveness of that uh, GE board to what their shareholders wanted. Yeah, Um, but let's start with the markets here on this uh, final uh, trading day of the week, of course. Uh, A strong week, Jim, despite what may be some initial weakness today. And we say initial because we've all seen the volatility that can occur during the course of one trading day. Uh, Your thoughts on this final day of the week? I think that today, that this week was a week where we were gratified. Now, I should say CEOs were gratified that maybe the inflation cycle can be broken. It started, uh, talking about seven rate hikes. Most CEOs I talk to say, you know what, the idea that we have to endlessly pass on our costs means that our whole business will be devalued, our gross margins will be any good. Now, there's a lot of, re- of regular people who watch the show and they think that it's ridiculous that the CEOs want this. But I think that I am in the camp which just says eventually everybody's purchasing power is eroded. It just continues. So, you know, I'm with Jay. Am I a sycophant for Jay? I, I just think he's done a good job. Did you listen to uh, uh, Steve's interview with, uh, with Waller? Any thoughts on that? I don't know. They're too focused on recession, not recession. David? Well, what do you want to be focused on? What do I want to be focused on? Yeah. The defeat of Putin and that the idea that what we need is we can't give in. The only truce must include the Putin resigns. Must include Putin resigns? Yes. All right. Well, the uh, uh, Ukrainians are going to be the ones who negotiate what hope we all would hope would be some sort of a um, ceasefire. Look, a lot of people feel by that, the Russians. A lot of people feel that Yeltsin never recovered from um, the Chechen uh, war. You know, we're showing a headline here, Jim, that uh, this is an important uh, uh, conversation that's going to be taking place because, of course, if the Chinese were to move to more overt support, certainly weapons or material of some kind, that could be a significant wrenching up in tensions between China and the U.S. Uh, It's a lot bigger trading partner of the U.S. than is Russia and of the EU. I want vaccines for peace because China obviously does not have the correct vaccines. We do with Pfizer and Moderna. I know you you, uh, looked askance at that proposition. Um, The Russians have historically used artillery 
to decimate everything. That's always been their game. And they're doing that very effectively against many of the uh, Ukrainian cities. It's and, about the only thing they are and, doing effectively. But they are doing I mean, effectively. Their military and, campaign has been nothing short country of a disaster, is not as you know. It. Yeah, but it's a disaster. Their logistics, their right. inability to get their conscripted soldiers to actually uh, soldiers to fight, uh, fight effectively. They've lost right. more generals and top commanders in three weeks. It, it, They've lost perhaps as many as seven thousand. Uh, it, it's almost seven thousand troops. Uh, that's according to that's U.S. estimates. Ukraine is far uh, far above that in terms it, of what they estimate. It's very rare to see that number of generals. I mean, General I.D. Chernyakovsky. Came, went in, Russian general, the first guy went into Konigsberg. Uh, very interesting. Uh, Stalin sent a Jewish general and youngest general in the Russian army. Say, made a statement to Germany. Unfortunately, he was he was killed in artillery. Uh, I do think that it's rather shocking that this many generals have been killed. That's, they were supposed the to modernize being, their uh, modernize their forces. The, the war, the Doesn't appear that that worked as well as they thought it would. No, the war's being prosecuted like the first, the 1990-1994 Chechnya, not the one that Putin ran, 1999-2000, where he chose to level. Right. He he, he leveled the capital city. Of course. Well, that now I think that that's what you'd like to do. The artillery is a little further from Mario what Paul we have sent what's, them. What's that's what's happening in, in that now, city? People it's say, hard. by the way, um, what? Jim, what do you know about war? This is what I was going to do. I was to be a professor of military history. I was asked to, to be a, they asked to be a professor, and I'm like, look, I can't. I, look, you can say, well, what does that matter? I spent my life on this. I write a lot about military, and it is rather amazing that the Russians still have not figured out. Uh, how to use infantry, other than when they took Berlin and they were willing to take unlimited uh, unlimited casualties, which is what they would have to take if they actually went in to Ukraine because their tanks can't put their uh, guns low enough. The barrels won't go low enough. Anyway, um, all right. enough yeah. on this other than to say uh, well, that this right. thing is we, we, this thing needs that Biden needs to convince the Chinese to isolate, and then it would be the first war that was won by actual. Financial blockade. Some people feel like uh, Neil Ferguson uh, that that Germany lost in 1918 because they ran it because of the bond market. Uh, this would be an incredible defeat for the Russians right now. Yeah. Incredible. Um, it's an important call. It's one that we'll be monitoring. We'll see what we get on the readout. Is it bad from. that we spent three minutes on what most well, people are talking about? No, it's not because it, it. As we point out, every conversation you have, people want to get your thoughts of and or opinion on how this is all going to play out. And of course, nobody knows. Which what we talk about. That's part I mean, of the problem. I think here. you have to study the history um, of Eastern Aleppo. You do. And Eastern Aleppo. They destroyed. It, it can. Yeah, it but you just, know what? I do want to move on to the market. I do. And you got to let me. Will you? Ice cream Permission? cone, diamond hands, go no. right ahead. Let this guy Kalanovic over at J.P. Morgan seems to be positive, points out this year is the fifth worst start for the S&P since 1927, but goes on to say Fed tightening remains the strongest headwind for the economy. He thinks the market still has upside. Um, and uh, not, just, not just for energy, but even maybe some growth names. I thought that was a good piece. Could remain elevated. Yeah, you think? Yeah, Commodity supply shocks are so, uh, so far less feared. And Europe is considering new fiscal measures to shore up its economy. I felt that he's even talking about those joke stocks that came public in the last He was. Last I know. Right. That's like, you know what those are? I, I call them the half a leg stocks. Remember half a leg? Yeah. That's what those companies are, half All a right, leg. But what's your take on the overall? Because uh, he does seem to have some influence I am. Guy, on, on, uh, on some investors. People like to cite him as one reason why when we start to see, it's in fine. this case, a, it's fine that he's a cited. rally. I think it's fine that he's cited. I think that the market is remarkably resilient. I think that there were buyers all over the place on both 
uh, destroyed growth names and growth names that have gotten through this period. Uh, the money seems to have come from banks, which are stalled, even though you think that with rate hikes, it would matter. Uh, the, we have every night a company that defines things. Last night was FedEx. Yes. Uh, this was the most impenetrable FedEx conference call I've seen in All right. my 25 years of reading Hold FedEx that conference thought. calls. Let me tell people why we're, as we turn to FedEx, and you can see it right there. The stock is under pressure. Um, it was a slight earnings miss. The bottom line was impacted by worker shortages. That, of course, stemmed from the spread of the Omicron variant. 15%. Also dealing with what Jim was talking about right at the top of the show, inflation. FedEx President and COO Raj Subramanian discussing those issues last night on the call. What do you have? Clip? Especially as the inflation has picked up. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's obviously consumer spending in, in February is already down. Uh, it's difficult to forecast in the environment, but I'm going to tell you that, you know, the big period of growth of e-commerce is now behind us. And we are planning, you know, in, in, that, in that perspective, we are confident even with the uh, mid-single digit growth to mid to high single digit growth that uh, Bree was talking about on e-commerce, uh, that we are able to generate positive uh, uh, returns uh, going forward. Right, Jim. Now, share your thoughts. Okay, so I was trying to figure out when I was parsing this, I I was thinking, okay, is he saying that the spend for uh, great Internet e-commerce traffic is over? Because in the next sentence, he literally says that he expects three to four years of excellent e-commerce. So if it's true that the spend is over and he expects three to four years of e-commerce, then you got to buy the stock. you got to buy the stock. But the convolution of what happened here made me wish for the old Fred Smith. He would come on, basically say, listen, we're doing well or doing not. Uh, this was when I finished it. Yeah. I finished it like at 10 o'clock at night. And I said, inconclusive. It was an inconclusive conference call. You know, to be done. Mm-hmm. TB did. Mm-hmm. There just was not enough in there to decide whether they really think that things will get better. They'd say ground is not doing as well. Uh, the inflation costs are, 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 are bad. But the most significant thing was Omicron knocked off 15 percent. So uh, let's see what happens when everybody comes back. Yeah. Uh, and so I, it's, it, it's a work in progress. WIP. I know other investors are also curious about succession uh, at yes. the company. That's a key issue. Uh, Supermanian was asked about that. You know, he talked about a number of different roles that have been taken on, including the appointment of Mr. Smith's son, Richard, right? who is now leading the Americas region. He was responsible for the vaccine distribution and planning of their global network in this, what uh, this is his quote, uh, our very interesting time that we've been through. They're confident Richard's going to take the organization to the next level. But there is a lot of focus from investors on on some sort of real succession plan. Perhaps was, it's a that Arthur is expected Smith. to be the heir apparent. But there may be some shareholders who are not, not convinced right. of that, Jim. Do you think Arthur Smith should be? I don't know. I don't know. You know, Arthur Smith's the son of Fred. Yeah, but what about, isn't Arthur Smith's the coach of the Falcons? <laughs> right, okay. No, I mean, he's a good coach. I mean, yeah. he's got to, I think he has to move on. Yeah. You know, he has to move on. The quarterback position, he had Calvin Ridley. Mm-hmm. That was an interesting guy. Ridley uh, plays bets on games. Not That's unlike what you try to do in DraftKings after the first game, and then the second game, the app didn't work. Right. Uh, anyway. This is going to keep coming up, though. 
not just FedEx's no, it is, results, but you know what? I've not just it. questions about their ability to actually expand margins. And I've made this point before in terms of the size of the company right. and a, a, from a revenue perspective versus UPS and then the respective huge gap in market capitalization right, for the UPS, two. which my charitable trust owns, uh, Cal Tomei, had these costs better under control. But there is an upcoming next year union negotiation which a lot of people feel is going to be one of the great tugs of war. With UPS and its, and its, uh, its workers. Yeah. And by, by the way, look, I don't cast this person as an Arthur Smith, but I hope you play the Falcons. Got it. Still have a good quarterback. He's been a great quarterback. He's the highest paid quarterback. Well, I don't know. I mean, Aaron Rodgers discovered Devontae guy? Adams. He's great. Paid us, it's like, hey, I'm the greatest guy. I don't need Devontae. Yeah, he's going to get the Rodgers rate, believe me. Oh, a lot of people talking about that, too. The Rodgers rate is Why do you re-sign Rodgers and then let the greatest receiver go? I don't know, but the commandos, the commandos got uh, commandos. Uh, Carson Wentz. Commandos, not the commandos. Oh, I thought they were going co- Oh, they're not going commando. I thought they were the commandos. All right, after the break, we, we are going to talk about uh, GE. Larry Culpitz, CEO, agrees to a pretty big pay cut. Uh, this on he saved the company. Concerns. He saved the company, and what does he get? Oh, please. here's your hat. Don't let the door oh. slam you on the way out. Oh, come on. Yeah, he's got that 2020 award still in his pocket. Taking a look at futures uh, as we head you to break. There. He lost some weight though. He does look good. He did. Yeah. When I saw him this week. Yeah. Trimmed down. Yeah, it looks good. But he still hasn't taken a vacation since he got the job. But that's okay. He's not allowed to cut out that 10 million. More squawk on the street. Straight ahead. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. I just wanted to ask a question about compensation. It's almost a year ago. The board decides your comp. Uh, We all know that. But um, your shareholders didn't seem particularly happy with it. You know, almost a year ago, it was August, I think, 18th, they lowered your uh, target performance share vesting from what was $12.40 to $6.67. There was a non-binding resolution of shareholders saying they opposed that. What do you tell those shareholders as to why uh, they should not have done that? Well, I think a year ago, David, the board extended my contract. I was honored to have the opportunity uh, to be on this team when I joined nearly three years ago. And uh, obviously uh, delighted that the board has confidence in me to continue to lead the company into the future. That was General Electric Chairman CEO Larry Culp. I remember, um, didn't you Not answering there? a question from our interview back on July 27th. Of course, I'd asked him about his pay package. That would, was already a year earlier, but shareholders had voted against that at the annual meeting. It was specific to that compensation accident for 2020, Jim. I just referenced it in our brief conversation at the end of our last block of programming. And they did lower his, uh, you know, his award to 667. Now, remember, we've gotten the share 
reverse split right. there. So don't even think about that number anymore. But the point is that the board was listening. And now uh, today they say after considering shareholders feedback and a range of alternatives, the committee and Larry have agreed to reduce his annual equity incentive grant for 2022 from 15 million, as was provided in his employment agreement, right. to five. It's a 67 percent reduction. And they basically say, we heard you, shareholders. Um, you know, we uh, we um, agreed to do this because we uh, talked to a lot of their shareholders. In fact, they say they spoke to shareholders representing 52 percent of total outstanding shares, 76 percent right. institutionally held shares. Uh, and they got the message that there was concern about that 2020 one-time equity award, how it was granted. And um, they said revisiting was unnecessary. Nevertheless, Larry will significantly reduce his total comp. What are your thoughts? Okay, so I was with a, a gathering of executives not long ago, and uh, we took a vote about his pay package. Really? Yes, about what, what he should have been paid. No kidding. Okay. And What'd you come up with? The conclusive was that he deserved all the stock he could get since the company was going to go under if Colt didn't work, didn't fix it. Go under. I mean, vanish. Bankrupt. Bankrupt without Larry. You, uh, you believe that to be Yes. Okay. Absolutely unequivocally. The amount of debt they had, the hidden debt that they had, the long-term care that they had, what they had in what so-called their hedge funds, what they had in the, uh, as you know, with their accounting, with uh, turbines, which is the T-R, actually T-U-R-B-I-A in the yes, but they pronounce it I like know. the thing that you wear, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I think it would have gone. And so Larry deserved it. Okay. And so did everybody. Everybody felt that. It was really rather extraordinary that everyone felt that GE would go. And there are any number of headwinds he's faced since he took over as CEO. You can see the performance of the stock that have absolutely nothing to do, of course, COVID uh, and the impact there, not to mention current concerns right. uh, and what that has meant for, in particular, did, did you for see the aviation was, part right. of the business. Did, did you see and Steve, there is the plan to split the company. Of course, people it's about power. Coming, but still. Worry about power. Right. Worry about windmills. Well, I can remember our first interview, of course, and power was not yet fixed. And, right. And no, and still, some people say it's still not fixed, but right. it's going to be investment grade, and that's what matters. They can play off. And Steve, Steve Tusa. Still very negative who, on the You stock. know it's the white whale. Yes. It's Moby Dick. J.P. Morgan analyst who was right for quite he, some he period now, of time he, and he, refuses. He, I shouldn't say that. He continues to be negative on GE's prospects. And you know, he's, like, he's a smart guy. Yeah. And he says he has even higher conviction that the, the company's not doing well after the analyst day. Uh, he's using well below numbers for estimates for EBITDA. And, Dave, this is my favorite. Some of the parts, minus 25% from where it's trading. He literally thinks that they are shrinking to shrink. To shrink. Yeah. Now, um, can well, I tell the market you that, response to the split announcement has not been pronounced been, at all. No. And, by the it's way, J&J's, like everyone felt that J&J, the, the announcement wasn't that much. What's that? Starting to look better now. What, what are oh, you doing? I got the label there. Let me get this. Now don't don't do that. Don't oh, do that. Don't, yeah, the, you'll pull no, the whole apart. Don't. Gee, what, is, nice. what count is this? It's a um, super 200. It's an interesting example, though, as well, of companies that are listening to shareholders. They Again, it's a non-binding resolution. It was a slap, say no David. Pay, it was a slap. But in this case, GE's board did listen at least a couple years later. And who, let right. me, let me see, you know, you think is underpaid. I'll get back to you after the break. Um, will you think about your mad dash, please? I'm going to try to game it. Will you stop it? No, I won't. Okay. I think we know what's coming up. Take a look at futures. A lot more squawk on the street after this. 
Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create. Like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. All right, uh, let's get to a mad dash. I think Jim gave you a preview as to what we're going to talk about. It was the original meme that reported earnings. Well, David... Um, I am fortunate enough to have been privy to the actual game plan that they unveiled. And I'd like to just show you, because I think it's very representative of what to, what to think about GameStop. <laughs> now, so you, you believe GameStop is lighting money on fire? Yeah, I do. Uh, now, David, they uh, negative cash flow of $110 million compared to an inflow of $164 million. They, just love, they, you know, they raised the back on the backs of people who didn't know anything. They raised $1.67 billion. They've not been able to go through that. The uh, revenues have been flat for the last three years. They still have $1.27 billion in cash. But, David, they, they're going to move aggressively into the NFT marketplace, which we know is so important. Um, and they still owe, just for the record here, you know, they cleaned up most of the balance sheet. Yeah. They still owe $40 million to the French. Okay. So don't forget that. And uh, they hired dozens of individuals with experience in areas such as blockchain. I think that's important. Gaming, that's always good. They did pick up Lenovo and Corsair Gaming as customers, which I mean, as, as suppliers, which is very good. And David, most importantly, they had a conference call and there were no questions allowed. There weren't. No. They got a guy who um, always reminds me of uh, horse race. His name is Furlong. Matt Furlong, he finished 18 furlongs behind anybody. He was worse than Poseidon's Warrior or Mainstay. What is an appropriate price for this stock, Jim? Well, you know, look, it's... If they actually give me a, give me a number, just go out there and do it. Just tell me. I don't know. Do I mean, think? like I, I said, it was like it could be worth twenty five if they get it right. Twenty five. Okay. Well, because gaming is still it's still hard. Yeah. Uh, it, by the way, the PlayStation's still really hard to get. Thank you, thank you, uh, Matt Murphy from uh, Marvell, who told me that this week. It's still a very hot area. But David, three years of flat revs. Okay, uh, losing money. Um, and, and I just, I see better fish to fry. Wow, I see yeah, better dollars there, to fry. see the background there? That That's is so cool. good. That's kind of like a, like, a, I haven't seen the movie yet. We're going to use, apparently we're gonna I'm use just that okay. again. I kind of like that effect. Well, no, because no one else has burned it like that. Well, no, but we may run into another company that's yeah. made a decision to do that. I, you know, when I do this, actually, David, because I'm from Philadelphia. Yes, I know that. I never threw a battery at Santa. Good. Or the Eagles. But snowballs, bingo! <laughs> hey, listen, they, were, they had a bad year. Particularly when the commandos come to town. Commandos look good this year. Got an opening bell a few minutes away. Stay with us. Yeah, there it is. Uh, we got a minute before we get started with trading here at the New York Stock Exchange. You and I occasionally uh, like to do something called yes. key to this key to the market. It dates back 20 years ago from uh, our know, early days 22. on Squawk Box together. When I'd ask you a similar question, or Mark Haynes would. So what and is I, the I key? like to be a little more uh, uh, abstruse. Today, there's a call. Focus One list city for a company called Lam Research. Lam Research. Now, we still have this giant chip shortage. People always talk about Pat Gelsinger as the man who's addressing it. If you want to address the chip shortage, you need equipment from Lam. I think Lam's numbers, the estimates, are the lowest versus what the company's going to come out with. 
So watch LRCX, the number one capital equipment play for semis, to see whether we will have growth in semis. Right now, we're short semis. The biggest, the biggest problem in America right now for supply, semiconductors. Lamb is the solution. There it is. The opening bell here at uh, the New York Stock Exchange. We take a look back at our real-time exchange at headquarters. Given that, at least what we're seeing in futures, probably a little more red going to end up there. Uh, here at the big board doing the honors is the uh, online real estate marketplace Property Guru celebrating its listing via SPAT. Over at the NASDAQ, we got decarbonization company, 5E Advanced Materials, celebrating a listing. By the way, not seeing that much activity when it comes to initial public offerings, even no, as facts as here's something yesterday, if you being cold as well. Uh, ben Stoto was doing work, my researcher yeah. uh, and partner, and he said they're turning up. The SPACs. Stocks are turning up. Stocks are turning up. The SPACs themselves. That may be the case. I mean, it, it, they don't have far to go. No. To zero, many of them. No. So, and one of the amazing things is stocks do stop at zero. Always found that to be encouraging. True. Well, that's why uh, yeah, 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 you uh, own them. When you're short them, there's no end to right. your losses. The SPACs are a little hockey stick like, but yeah. they are. They're rallying. And I think yeah, that's look, important. That's true. The post back index yesterday was 59. It's up to 60 today. Look at that. Yeah. I, I smell a bottom, David. <laughs> um, but they continue. And this obviously is a deal that was done. David, and they can you are tell me what's up. really going on in MGM here? What do you mean? What, like where we are with that deal? It's done. So, so why did it? No, but I'm saying, remember you said that it could still be the a FTC problem? The FTC could still challenge it. Remember, okay, so the I FTC wanna... has reserved the right to do so. The FTC is two commissioners, appoint, uh, two Democrats, two Republican. They're still waiting for the fifth to be appointed. It could be three, two, and then they could make a decision to challenge the merger. Okay, so people asked me about that. But Amazon that. has already confused. completed it. Doesn't mean but that they aren't confused. potentially going to be challenged. Like people said, Jim, could you ask David yeah. about if a deal's closed, how can it be? Still can. You're doing it at the you're, you're choosing to close the deal at the risk of it being potentially challenged. Obviously, in this case, Amazon doesn't feel that's likely. The EU gave its approval. As we've said many times, it's unclear what law the FTC would be relying on to actually argue that the deal is itself anti-competitive. But we know Lena Khan, of course, remember, she rose to prominence as a result of that paper she wrote when she was at Yale about Amazon's right. dominance, broadly speaking. Right. And so there continues to be a question as to whether when they do get that fifth commissioner appointed, whether they may revisit this transaction and or at least try to do something to sue to say, hey, you got to reverse it. Right. Um, again, is it likely? Probably not. But it's certainly a risk that Amazon has been willing now to take. They own MGM. That does raise an interesting question, though, Jim, which is with this close of the MGM deal, how many other assets are out there in the world? You know, as a reported, Apple did take a look at MGM. They were the cover bid, I believe. They were well lower. There were others that were well lower. Um, Amazon came in with a very high price. But now, what other assets are out there that you can really help with your streaming service? If you're Netflix, for example, and you say, right. you know what, we'd love to keep broadening. We'd love a studio. What's out there? Uh, so well, that's look, an interesting Microsoft question. Microsoft truly got Activision Blizzard, and that deal's going to be they, a while. Yep. But I thought that was a brilliant acquisition. Yeah. Now, again, that comes down to antitrust and continued concern there, although many people believe ultimately Microsoft will prevail, uh, but it will take a long time to do so. But, you know, Viacom is still out there, uh, obviously, control company, uh, but with Paramount and Paramount Plus. But there's um, all cottage you know, industry would people Netflix about be looking at, the, you know, at, at doing something uh, to bulk up their offerings. 
We've got Discovery Warner about to close. Let's call it less than a month from now at this point, probably a month from now. Uh, that's going to be fascinating to watch the growth of that service and what they're going to do. Um, there's a look at AT&T shares, which they just don't really like to go up, do they? Uh, well, it's going to be pure wireless play very soon. It is being bad that way. They just I, had their I just investor feel day. Uncomfortable they gave us some of their the new company. projections in terms of uh, in terms of cash flows. You may recall uh, down in 22, but back up in 23. The way that they're actually uh, remember formulating EBITDA now, and or they're including uh, uh, certain things in capex that they hadn't done previously, uh, including. Well, the- let, let's back up. I and mean, what this is about to me is to say. Look, if you're in this, someone called, one of our callers said last night, I'm, mad I'm in the, yes, I'm in the stock because of a takeover. Because it's got, it's so low, it'll be a, it'll what be a takeover. What name was this? I don't know, some, it was okay. a just in small, general, right? Very small stock. Yep. And I said, that's not why you can own stocks here. That is a prop that does not exist. You can't own a stock because you're hoping someone's going to bid for it. Not right now, not with this regime. That's fool's gold. Yeah, I mean, if it's a small company, the chances are it's probably not going to face an antitrust review. But by the way, the level of M&A is, is it's not gone, but this volatility in the market certainly makes it difficult uh, to announce, to think about doing something. The drop overall in equities may make private equity even more aggressive. We know, for example, that Nielsen deal has been reported on as a possibility. Right, right. Might even be a club deal, which we haven't seen in a long time, given the size of the equity check. Coles continues to be a name that, that is getting... Where I don't have a lot we? of information this on Coles. This weekend's business, Coles? Other than to say... You know, if it goes to private equity, you need to debt. I mean, the history of retailers going private is mixed to be kind. Yes. Burning bed, my friend. Yeah. Wow, mattress. But beyond that, I mean, you know, Macy's, remember Federated? The old, I mean, you can go back. and There's a lot of them that didn't go well. No. That said, KKR, what was it? It was Dollar General, right? That was a Dollar good one. Dollar General. I remember speaking with them. They said, look, you know, they bought in public. They bought it during a cycle where people didn't like those stocks because right. the economy was good. And then when the economy softened, they, they bought in public. It was all brilliant textbook. And Dollar General, now, after this run, people are starting to get worried about it, saying that the consumer's getting softer. Well, yep. that's wrong. When the consumer's getting softer, you buy Dollar General. The analysts, look, look at this. They were all saying get away from it. What, what do they know? My Dollar General admittedly did not have much inventory. It looked like, it looked like frankly, a, a, a Russian department store. Or, yeah, so like we used to say, when I lived in Washington, D.C., there was the Soviet Safeway. There was nothing on the shelves. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's what Putin wants to go back to. Remember when Hagway? Remember that Hagen deal they put together at the FTC? But there, there's another one. I mean, a lot of these don't, you know, Toys R Us, that didn't go very well. So Toys R Us. we'll see what happens with Kohl's. Value of the real estate there. By the way, keep an eye on the financing markets. There's no big hiccup going on there, but certainly there might be an unwillingness to fund certain things without perhaps a little more equity. Either take it out in price or, you know, increase the equity. As you take a look at the broader markets, Jim, uh, it's been a strong week. Uh, I do want to get back to Waller, who uh, Steve Leisman had on Squawk Box a little while ago. It's depressing. Um, well, all right. Uh, yeah, maybe you well, feel. I mean, if we talk about COVID. This is this, this is this is, is what he had to say in terms let's, of what. Yeah, yeah, let's listen to the soundbite. Okay, let's do that. And the data is basically screaming at us to go 50, but the geopolitical events were telling you to go forward with caution. So those two factors combined pushed me off of a, uh, advocating for a 50 basis point hike at this meeting and supporting the 25 per, uh, point hike that we uh, enacted. 
So going forward, that'll be an issue whether to think about going 50 in the next couple of meetings or not. 50 and 50, pretty soon you're getting to some real numbers. If, if you were listening to the American Express call, I think you would say they should have gone 50 because how strong the consumer is. If you listen to Lenar call yesterday, I think you could say they should have gone 50 because the demand is incredible. Uh, for housing, uh, for, and, they, and they're raising prices of housing furiously. If you listen to any of the plastics and minor board calls, you would wish that they would go 50. There are many businesses, the paint business, there are many businesses right now where we must break the cycle of you have to pay more because we paid more. Right. That's called endemic. It's in there. It and is. I could argue 50 easily. But Jay Powell correctly said, hey, listen, we're going to keep doing it. Well, well, do it 50 and, now. And he, said, he has to end this Hollywood Squares game where he has 19. I know you hate the Hollywood Squares. Well, he, all he has to do is take 10 questions. Like, uh, get uh, Reed uh, Hastings. Call Reed Hastings. I, I know. You make a lot of suggestions. I don't know that anybody takes them, but you make a lot of them. None. None are taken. But offline, they all say, I wish we could take it, but then it would look like I took it from you. Doesn't stop you though. Thanks but geopolitical lot. events were telling you to go forward with caution, is what Waller said. And, and you can what, understand. What is he going up with recklessness? You can understand why reckless. that would be the case, given no, but, but what is David, taking David, place right now. If you listen right to the conference calls, it's clear that there's way too much inflation in the system. I mean, it's kind of crazy. FedEx today being another example of it, right? Uh, yeah, well, and or wage inflation and or also the other but side of things. But when you lose 15 percent of your workforce to Omicron, if you're Labor if you're challenges. Jay, you want to see what happens when the endemic. The, David, can I just say something to you? Please. Anything you want. The purpose of going to the office. I had Laura Albert on yesterday. From William Sonoma, CEO. Hybrid is forever. And the, that changed the economy. That made it so that it's very difficult to game the economy because it meant that you can work out of your house. That's why tractor supply keeps going up. I've recommended again today. It's why we need more cars. David, who would have known? Do you think Jay Powell had the vision to say, you know what? People aren't going to go to Goldman Sachs anymore during the week. Are you kidding me? No. Who thought that? Uh, very few. Uh, we're, you know, it's been two years now, and as you say, I think there's no doubt that hybrid work is is the way it's going to go. I mean, you By the way, at two Goldman, people who are not, not hybrid headquarters, of which is not too far from here, people are showing up most four days a week. I mean, most of the financial services companies. Three get, is yeah, the, three to four. Fridays, today? No, they don't work. No, nah. they, they, they work. work. They work from home. Oh, yeah, they work from home. Yeah, why do they do? Well, they work from home. They're not, they're not showing up well, on like, Fridays. They're in, like, when they're in Zoom, it's like, hey. And, and we still they, well, they work in Zoom just long enough to be able to say that they're on Zoom. We still haven't seen how this is all going to ultimately play out. Uh, there's still the question of you come to the office and then your other colleagues aren't there and you're getting on Zoom calls to talk to your other colleagues. What's the point of that? So you need to figure out how to get everybody together at the right time so that you can have cultural attachment. You can have the mentoring that you need and so many other important components and things that are more difficult to, me- to measure as well, Jim, about the, the benefits of coming to the office. But it doesn't matter what we may have thought about that. No. Hybrid, as you just said, that's the world now. One of my CEO contacts said that they surveyed other CEOs. The people who are in their 60s, they want to come back every day. The 50s, they want to come back every day. The 40s. But when you get to the early 30s and late 20s, these are people who just say, make me. Well, Just try to young make children, me go to the If you office. have a young, young children at home, it makes it much easier sometimes, particularly if there's daycare issues, uh, to not have to leave the house, certainly on certain times. This is work. Uh, and I mean, the, but the young 20s or the early 20s, well, I don't get that at Those all. Be, that I mean, one I don't get David, the average length of time, this that, is that, from that, someone that, who has 300,000 employees. Yes. Two and a half years of this. Two and a half years. You teach them. 
You give them all their blood, sweat, and tears, and what do they do after two and a half years? They go to a competitor. You think that's right? Do you think it's right? No, but that, yes, I think it's it's yeah. perfectly the option of the employee what? to choose what, to do what they want. What, Absolutely. Why? No, too bad. But that's why you need to get them in the office, get them attached to things other than their screen. But they want flexibility. But, but give them breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What do you give them? A- Maybe the relationship changes over time. Maybe jobs become more scarce and, uh, excuse me, more plentiful, and therefore the employee does not have the power that they do right so now. So what? What did the, the employees have tremendous their power? Jobs are plentiful. You know what I mean. That there's right. less no, demand. But there are people who, right. in two years, I mean, it was five years from it. It's a disgrace if you leave before five years. Now it's not a disgrace if you just work two years. Of which, by the way, the first nine months are really being trained. Correct. So all you're doing is being trained to work at another firm. I think yes. it's disgusting. It's the way it is. It's not right. Well, it doesn't matter what you think. It's the way it is. Like you're saying, like, it's not right that Devontae Adams had to leave. The, I mean, you know, it's like <laughs> not a, You just love football. You love football so do, much, don't you? I sent it to Adam Silver the other day. He's, he's basketball. He's brilliant. Yeah. You also sit next to Kraft, too. He's football. I sit next to the I sit next to the power players. You do. I mean, you know, they had me at some table way in the back. Oh, my God. You were like, I couldn't believe who you were you with. Didn't even see I me. mean, you were like, I, I had to, like, Google yeah. your table. No, I, I was alone. Yeah, Google your table. I was alone. And most of you um, people were not in Google, by the way. Not right. even Wiki. Let's get back to uh, let's get back to the markets and also back to some of the other concerns. You know, COVID is spreading pretty quickly in uh, in Europe again. I know. Hong back. Kong, by the way, is in the midst of a horrible, horrible pandemic right now. Deaths. They and don't have way, enough the of their over rate, 80s vaccinated the in Hong Kong. There are questions about China and what will be there. The death rate in Hong Kong is very high. But we've got this new variant off of Omicron spreading in, in the U.K. again more aggressively. Um, and Moderna says everybody should get a fourth shot. I, I can't get confirmation from my doctors that a fourth shot's right. But then again, the CDC is not allowed to tabulate things. They have no authority to tabulate the doctor who runs CDC said that it's going to be revealed again this Sunday on 60 Minutes. They have no authority to tabulate? They can't get the data from state to state. They don't have the authority. Well, I see what you mean. They can't actually take right. the data from state. Right, so a lot of people feel state. the CDC has dropped the ball. The CDC does not have the authority to tabulate the information. I don't know, David. I mean, to me, in the end, what matters is that Adobe may not do as well as people think. Uh, Charlie Morrison quits Wingstop. Got a double uh, buy to buy to sell from uh, Piper's uh, Nicole Miller Reagan, whom I like very much. And then J.P. Morgan revealed the Fab Five. The Fab Five. Tell me, okay. who are the um, Fab Five? Uh, okay, you ready? I'm ready. Amazon. Amazon. Microsoft. Microsoft. Google. Google. Salesforce. Salesforce. And ServiceNow. That's the Fab Five. That's the five. Yeah, that's the Fab Five. All right. Yeah, it's kind of like Michigan, right? The Michigan team. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great team. That was a great team. They didn't win the championship. Though. No, they didn't no. because the timeout was and called Weber, incorrectly. Right? Didn't he call the out? Oh, yeah. He's not fair. He's been living no, that down. No, it's totally for, not fair. For, it's been living it down forever. Uh, but anyway, that's the Fab Five. Those are the ones. Look at the. There it is. The Fab Five. It's Amazon. 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 While uh, while Jim tries to figure out a way to pronounce that, let's get to Bob Bassani. Right Amass. It's they are amassing the five. Who has uh, more thoughts for this uh, for us on this market? Good morning, Bob. 
Good morning. Uh, about even on the advanced decline line. My heavens, this is just choppy trading. You can't make a lot of conclusions uh, about where we're going based on this week's trading. It's a quadruple witch today, by the way. We're going to get very heavy volume. Take a look at the sectors. You notice something odd. China and ARC tend to move together. Uh, recently. Uh, one, one's up, the other's up. These are high beta names, so it makes com some kind of sense, but it is funny to watch that. Uh, energy's down this week, topped out, but remember, oil's still 102, 103, so still has the potential to move to the upside. Banks, uh, okay, not great. Tech's up a little bit this week, uh, so you want to keep an eye on that. The downside leaders, ping pong balls, airlines, just up, down, all over the place, uh, depending on the sentiment. Down today, regional banks, same thing, flattish yield curve. Um, Ten-year moves up a little bit, they go up. Flattish yield curve, they go down. Uh, industrials, again, up and down. Cummins goes up and down with the, with the wind. Just very hard to figure out. The main story is inflation. What's the story and how can you construct a model? And it's really hard. And that's the big problem. Look at FedEx, what they said. This is not good uh, for uh, the global economy here. Margin pressure due to labor headwinds I'm seeing here. Lower volume inflation pressures uh, at independent contract delivery partners for FedEx. So we got lower volume and higher inflation likely to continue. Well, that's an issue. That's not a good sign for those hoping that inflation's going to just moderate or go away in the second half of the year. This is the kind of stuff that you want to look for. I keep waiting for when the big pushback against the higher prices is coming. I said a couple weeks ago, I was in Miami and in Key West. I was astonished at the prices and people tweeted and said, well, why don't you stop going, Bob? Maybe that would help. And they're right. So how about a pushback? Carvana already has said they're getting pushback because higher prices, 30% uh, higher Car higher car prices, people are starting to walk away. Carvana said that two weeks ago. Gas is the highest since 2008. Mortgage rates are the highest since 2019. I met one of the biggest mortgage brokers in Philadelphia yesterday. He said they're having problems getting quotes to people because the intraday uh, quotes on mortgages changes all the time. So that's an issue. He's concerned about the higher prices. People are starting to complain about it. We haven't seen any pushback yet on the airlines, on the hotel rates. I keep waiting for that to happen, but everybody wants to go out. So maybe that's a later spring, early summer pushback. But you, these are going to be stories you're going to be hearing about within the next few months, I predict, the pushback. Meantime, as far as trade in the market in 2022, it's just all over the place. One thing that's very clear, value is killing it. So anything related to value is generally flat to down. Anything related to growth is generally down. Growth's down 12%, but that's basically technology. So there's growth, S&P down 12%. There's S&P technology down 13%. So there's the main trend that we're seeing so far this year. Commodities are still the big movers. Uh, look at the DBC. That's the Invesco Commodity Index. This is a great index of 13 or 14 Commodity futures. These are commodities. That's a big winner. And of course, uh, the energy XLE, huge winner, up about 30% as well. That's still a big trend, although they topped out the last week or so. That's been a big story. Banks are having a tough time because the yield curve is being flat. KBE, that's about flat right now. So keep an eye on that. Finally, I just want to mention here retail sentiment, David, horrible. 22% bullish at American Association of Individual Investors. That's terrible. It's half what it is. 50% bearish? That's almost twice as much as what it normally is. Remember, these are really good at extremes. Sentiment at extremes, really good. And this is pretty extreme right now. David, we're in out of that trading range. You see that? 41.50 to 43.50. We're now out of that range. And I think the market message this week, post Powell, is it's too soon to panic 
about the Fed tipping us uh, into some kind of recession. That was the fear. Powell kind of went at it directly. And the market's trying to act right now like it's a little too soon to worry about recessionary concerns. David? Certainly seems like it. Bob, thank you. Bob Pisani. As we uh, head to break, let's uh, stop for a moment here and give you the bond report. We'll take a look at how Treasuries are faring this morning. Of course, figures prominently in a lot of things we've been talking about this morning. And as you can see, that uh, 10-year, which is what we tend to focus on, 215, that is certainly one week. It's uh, moved up in terms of yield down in price, of course. And keep uh, keep an eye on the spread there as well between the two-year note and the 10-year note. That's something that people like to watch closely. We'll be right back after this. There they are, the uh, top performers right now. This morning. Oh, uh, that's because people are buying my uh, vaccines for peace. I don't think that's it. I think it's because they asked President's for a The president's talking shot. right now to shit. Yes, right he now. is. The important phone call going on between uh, President Biden and President Xi. Uh, and as soon as we get the readout on it, we will be sharing it because it could have a market impact as well. We're back after this. All right, Jim, what do you got on uh, Matt tonight? Picasso is a company that's run by uh, Matt Roberts. He made a fortune for people on Open Table. It's kind of a competitor to uh, Airbnb. I want you to have a great weekend. Thank you. And uh, I know that when I Googled the people at your table, uh, because they, um, let's just say, they seemed like nice people. They were very nice, and I had a great time. We were talking about the great service We had a great dinner uh, the other night, lots of people there. Obviously, he yeah, was at the table of honor, and I was. David, a lot of high, a lot of high growth stocks that have not done well are doing doing well today. Just be aware of that because Nasdaq, that because of that piece that you mentioned. Yeah, uh, Milanovic. Right. Yeah, Nasdaq yeah. turning positive. You see right there. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGM, a leading global asset manager.